0: Hey everyone, Hannah here and Kim from Belvista Studios. In this video, we're going to share advice with you on how you can get started as an instructional designer. So Kim is an epic instructional designer and I have stepped into your shoes. So someone who is looking at transitioning into an instructional designer role or interested in the career. Um, And basically I'm asking questions that I think you would have and Kim's gonna provide her valuable insight. So, listen take notes and let's get into it you ready kim i am cool so question number one how will i know if i'm suited to the role of an instructional designer
1: you need to ask yourself why are you getting into this career is it because you're trying to run from a job that you currently don't like Or is it because you've identified, there's these things I really love and it sounds like they're part of role statements that I'm seeing on job advertisements. So I wanna experiment and get to know it a bit better. But life is an experimentation. So you just gotta like try a little taste of it and see if you're interested. Watch our videos because it gives a lot of insight into what the role is like. Um, listen to podcasts, look at things on YouTube. But I'd say if you're watching this video, you've already kind of identified that it is for you. Um, so just fucking go do it.
0: Give it a go. See what happens. <laughs> good advice. Kim, good advice. What transferable skill skills can someone use from a previous job in their instructional design role? Um. Problem solving.
1: Asking questions. If you are just curious as a human being and seek to understand, you can make it. Because curiosity is a mindset of an instructional designer. So you will learn the skills, the tools, articulate and Camtasia and captivate and how to storyboard and all that kind of stuff by Googling. or getting thrown in the deep end and having to do it but if you can just always remember i just need to be curious i don't need to have all the answers i'll make it you weren't born able to walk but you worked it out you tripped you fell you crawled first all those kinds of things it's the same thing with any new thing that we try so just be curious and yeah you'll get there love
0: it What are the core skills required of an instructional designer? I know you've just spoken about (laughs) one, but is there anything else that comes to mind?
1: Um, I think you have to ask good questions to solve the right problem. So, you need to understand how to identify the right problem. Um, Hannah's got a good question. How might we? It's not Hannah's question, but she does like to ask it a lot. How might we? (laughs) blah, Um, and that will start getting you into the right
0: mindset. I think, uh, what was your question again? Like, what are the core skills required of an instructional designer? What skills do people need to obtain to be good at what they do as an instructional designer?
1: I think you need quality. You need to have a care factor for producing quality um things so like proofreading your work it's such an essential skill you know check don't have errors coming through with stuff like i know this is really basic but if you can master these it frees up your mind to open up to learn more advanced skills like something like human-centered design and that yeah agree but simple get that sorted first yeah and like over time it depends on what kind of instructional designer you are you might need to learn facilitation skills. You might need to learn project management, but you'll get there. You can't learn everything. So if you're getting started, look up action mapping by Cathy Moore Mm. and then just evolve and experiment.
0: Love it. What do you think interviewers would want to hear from people that are going for an instructional designer role? Demonstrated
1: experience. How have you done it before? If it's a new role and you've never done it in instructional design world, how have you solved the same problem in your previous role? Demonstrate that or go, actually, do you know what? I've never done that before, but this is how I would do it if I was presented with that because it's all about the process. They want to understand that you can apply a process to solve a problem. So that demonstration or sharing your process really paints the picture of so many aspects of you as an employee, your creativity, your problem solving, your critical thinking, your, how you think, what kind of mind you have, you know, you're exposing so much of yourself by telling that kind of story or answering the question in that particular way. There's Mm -hmm. a, a cool model called the star model, S T A R, which is like a really nice way to structure your answer. It's situation, task, action, and result. So think about it from that perspective, you can just Google to go in and see examples of that. But I think you need to be able to demonstrate how you've done it before, even if it's not in our industry, um, and which is sharing a process or imagining this is Because I know a lot of people are like, I don't have a portfolio and I don't, I've never done this before. So imagine that you were doing that thing that they've asked you, demonstrate how you would imagine yourself applying your process or your approach to that particular question they've asked you.
0: Yeah, nice. That's good because I was going to ask about the portfolio part. Do you think, so you don't think you need to go to an interview with a piece of work, even if you just do it in your own time or... I think it's
1: good if you experiment, but it it shouldn't hold you back from applying for jobs. Neither should you need two years, five years experience in the industry. Like everyone starts from zero and it's not just our industry. We always start having nothing. At one point, Bell Vista Mm -hmm. Studios had no examples. Mm -hmm. What did we do? We thought about our transferable skills from a previous life in a phone shop. You know, what can I use from working in a phone shop in my university job to apply for this instructional design role when I have no portfolio, no demonstrated experience in this particular industry? It's always the same when you're going for a job. So that's just fear coming in.
0: Yeah. Very cool.
1: I think we have a video on doing, oh no, it's how to create a portfolio, I think. If you do want to create a portfolio, but I don't believe you need a portfolio.
0: What books would you recommend that someone read if they want to get started as an instructional designer? Um,
1: Look, we're just massive fans of Cathy Moore's Action Mapping. She's got that book, Map It. You can just Google that one blog slide share and go read that. I am not personally a book person for this particular stuff. Like this, I don't learn. I learn through experimentation, so I can't really recommend books, but I know there are lots out there. If that's something you're out there, there's so many posts on instructional design books. I'm a Googler. I just, what is my just in time need right now? Go Google that particular thing. Find the answer in the moment. But that works for my learning process. I just want the snippet of information. I don't need the context. I can make those. Um, I can fill the gaps to myself. I just need a tangible next step and then I apply. So I'm not the best person to ask for a book, but I know actually Nicole um, has, she runs Your Instructional Designer, I think is the name of her company. Um, and she has an ID bookshelf. Um, so that might be a good place to go source of books that your are
0: I'll put it in the description. Thanks, mate. You can all check it out. Do you have what any YouTube? books? Um, mine's Map It. Yeah. I think that's, like, that's the one that actually... I was like, oh my gosh. And it did change the way I designed learning. So Mm -hmm. actually, mapping, map it. Yeah. What YouTube channels would you recommend (laughs) that the listeners subscribe to?
1: (laughs) Elvista Studios, if you're not subscribed. Nah, you don't need to subscribe. But I just think like our content is so good. We are practitioners. Mm -hmm. We are learning our learning process is to go back and share what we're learning every day. So it's so relevant. It's so practical. That is the go for me. I, I like if I'm going into client meetings, I'm watching, I'm reading a blog that we've written or um, I'm watching a YouTube video because I know the value is there. Yesterday I had to prepare for a podcast. I was watching one of our previous podcasts that Hannah hosted to refresh my memory on stuff because that's how much I value the content that we're putting out. So I really Mm -hmm. believe in our content and I even go and rewatch and look at our Instagram posts Mm -hmm. for my refresher training, basically.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: not saying that there's not other good things out there and great and phenomenal things that are better than Belvista Studios. But for me, what works for me is what we're putting out there.
0: Yeah, love it. Do you
1: have others you want to recommend?
0: um i think for me it's definitely our youtube channel the future mm. by christo um i find that really valuable and i've forgotten the name of it but that girl the video i sent you who runs the design thinking workshops
1: oh yeah so they're she's um so aj and smart they run oh. design sprints they yeah. are pretty good like if you like our human-centered design sort of stuff like they're on that as well they run a specific component of it um, but they're good things as well yeah
0: yeah definitely mm. uh, they're probably the main ones i think Nice. No okay so what's one thing that new instructional designers should focus on when they first start just one thing that they can yep
1: google <laughs> action mapping by kathy moore look at that slide share and only learn that i remember when i first started As an instructional designer, I got an instructional designer five years ago, job, didn't even know what, I had to Google what the role title was at the time, didn't know what it was, but I wanted to work at this company with this particular boss because I knew he was going to be a really good mentor for some future journey. So I didn't know what an instructional designer was, went for the job. There you go. Actually, everyone else that's out there going, oh my God, like I can't apply for that job. I don't have the experience. I didn't even know what it was. And on day one, he said, you need to read this blog. And this is how we do things here. And it was the action mapping. I was like, whoa. And to this day, that is the number one thing that I continuously refresh myself on, that I continuously learn on. I've made sure that our team know that inside out and are applying it to every project. It doesn't date. It works. Yeah, we're in existence because of that. To, like that's a, a component there's other aspects obviously <laughs> um
0: <laughs> but um, like why so are good.
1: we yeah yeah
0: it's so good and you got to talk to her yeah
1: she's awesome she is yeah, she's like, such a
0: cool human
1: a very special human yeah definitely. definitely
0: okay you may have already answered this but i'm gonna ask just in case you have something else to add but what methodologies or learning theories do you recommend that new instructional designers learn Mm. so you've mentioned action mapping is there anything else (laughs) or should Um, focus on action mapping or
1: it's hard because (laughs) i am not uh like for me that stuff is very academic right like it's pedagogies and all that thing that goes over my head i can't even describe it because it like my brain can't hold that information i'm a practical person so I would go to me, the things that if you, you can learn that stuff, you can learn about like, I don't even know what they are right now. Um, but like, and that's, we'll tell you, I may, um, it might be just because we do them automatically now. But like, if you want to learn something, my recommendation is human centered design. And the next place to go after this video is to that playlist that we have that is Mm human-centred design for instructional designers and L&D professionals because that has taken our skills to the next level. And through that, you're able to – I think that's why we probably do the methodologies and all that kind of stuff ourselves, but we don't label it as those things because through human-centred design, we just – it makes us apply our skills to solutions in that way. Yeah. Just an informal way, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. I think I've had a realisation listening to your answer to that question.
1: Mm. So I think
0: what's important, because I spoke to John Hinchcliffe around mm. this on a video, so I'll put that in the description as well. That's around how to become an instructional designer.
1: That's Re- such a good video. You have so to good really,
0: yeah. Yeah. And he was saying like you just need to know what your process is and i think that's what that's what's playing out with your answer Mm -hmm. just need to and i think our process is that combination of the action mapping and human-centered design and we don't need anything else those two things are working for us and giving us results and potentially it'll evolve into the future and we might add another theory or yeah i guess for people watching or listening it's just having a look at what's out there and thinking about what works for you. Cause for John, it was Addy. So mm. he uses Addy. He goes through that process and interviews. He, the way he explains things is going through that yeah. process. Um, so yeah, I guess it's, everyone's different. It's just what works for you. So you can go check out human centered design or action mapping. You can go check out Addy or like you said, you can just Google and there'll be so much out there and you just need yeah, to yeah. look and see what feels right for you and experiment.
1: Yeah. I think that's really nice permission, Hannah, for people to just, you know, see what resonates with you Mm. because we have resonated a lot with human centered design and we're so passionate about it because we see the benefits and now it's a natural way that we approach everything that we do and we're getting the results. Yeah. So I think what you're right, you don't need to, don't be scared and overwhelmed by everything that is out there because we can't possibly know it all and it's continuously changing mm. so figure out what Hannah said figure out what works for you and just go with that don't compare yeah. yourself to other people just because one person says Addy A-D-D-I-E and another person says Sam S-A-M which is another approach mm. there's no right or wrong it's what works for you and the problem that you're trying to solve the solution that you are trying to create
0: yeah boom love it um okay so um, i don't know whether to ask this question because i think you've also answered it but okay think about uh, it first then have yeah i'm going to skip it because you're amazing and you've already answered it (laughs) (laughs) what do you wish (laughs) (laughs) what do you wish that you knew when you first started as an instructional designer
1: I think I'm different to people. So what I would just say, the message of what you're trying to get there, if I think about the problem that you're trying to solve, is be okay with where you're at and don't be impatient and don't put pressure on yourself and don't compare yourself. Be okay with where you are at. Just like four years in, I'm okay with where we're at. There's so much to learn, there's so much to do, but I'm so perfectly happy with where we currently are
0: as well. Love it. And I feel like that mindset, well, that mindset I feel like would have such an impact on the interactions that you have with people and the way that you like, work as an instructional designer because i know if my confidence is down and i'm not happy with or i'm frustrated because i'm not at the level that i want to be mm-hmm. my interactions with clients and with my team is completely different and it doesn't align with the way that i want to be so i think if you can get your mindset right and be like you said okay with where you're at which i'm still working on it can really have a positive impact on your journey as an instructional designer mm-hmm mm-hmm very cool. So that was my last question for you. I was just thinking, I think it might be cool to share some resources with new instructional designers, so things that will add value to them now, and we can put yep. it in the description. So something that's come to mind for me is a storyboarding template. Yes. So do you agree?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really valuable. Someone yeah. today actually, I was on a meetup and um. Their question to like people like us our industry was is um is a storyboard old school like is that an old way of doing mm-hmm. things and everyone on there was like no like you have to plan yeah. doesn't matter if it's a storyboard or pen and paper or whatever so a storyboard is an essential tool like essentially a yeah. storyboard is your planning and yeah. you need to plan so yes I think
0: definitely the storyboard template is a great resource. Definitely. So I'll put that in the description and you're so right. Like the more you get into instructional design and e-learning development, you'll realize that if you don't plan and start developing something and you need to make updates, it can be a long, like a very long task, yeah. like hours and hours and hours. So from ex- my experience as an instructional designer, I also agree. Like you need to plan yeah. before you get into developing something. So I think everyone go and check out that template if you're not using a storyboard yet. Um, is there anything else, Kim, that you think would add value to people listening? I am I'm concerned about overwhelming and giving okay. too much. Maybe we'll just stop it there.
1: Yeah, so like if we just think about the resources we've spoken about in the video, which are in the description, it just get action mapping sorted. Yeah. Because if you can master that, you're you're already above average as an instructional designer. Yeah. Even if you've never done instructional design before. So that's the number one skill development thing. Then if you want to take that to the next level, actually, I'm not even going to go there. Cause you're thinking, getting into it and go to the, the creator hub and get the storyboard template to help you start organizing yourself, start planning the projects that you're working on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And there. just
1: keep learning. But yeah, they're the two key
0: things, I guess. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kim, for sharing your advice. This is very valuable. And thank you for everyone listening or watching this video. Good luck with your journey starting as an instructional designer. Um, We hope you got some tips and insights from us. Check us out on Instagram as well. Like we're always posting things Mm. on Instagram and sharing so you can sort of get like content. Yeah, Instagram or
1: LinkedIn. To help you
0: get started in the role of an instructional designer. Um, And see you next time.
1: Well, before you cut, I want to just say thank you, Hannah, for coming up with the questions, because you've spent time to develop these questions to help add value to you that is watching this video. (laughs) So thank you for taking the time to do that, to help other people on their journey.
0: Thanks, Kim. Bye, everyone. Bye.